You both think there's only one side to the story. No, no, there's two. No, there's three. There's your side and your side. And then there is the truth. And the truth is, you guys are more alike than you want to admit. And maybe you recognize parts of yourselves in each other, and maybe you don't always like this. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Doesn't matter if you're a loser, or a nerd, or a freak. All that matters is that you become badass. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast, hosted by AC Cristales and Jose Barron. We're the podcast show that breaks down and shares insight gained from the hit Netflix series, Cobra Kai. Are you ready? Then fall in. Welcome to Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast. What's going on, Jose? much man just ready to enjoy my three-day weekend man this is my friday right now so taking a day off from work man <laughs> all right brother hey not only that not only is this your three-day weekend bro but this is the this is the last episode man of season three we've made it bro can you believe that we've covered season one season two and now season three of cobra kai how do you feel about that man you know what? I'm blown away, man. That we were able to just cover it in, in a short amount of time, man. You know, it's just like once we got rolling, got rolling, got talking, got into the flow, and before you know it, here we are. <laughs> you know, it's been great, man. Like I said, it's it's definitely um, number one. You know, it. You know, I appreciate you asking me to join you on this journey, but uh, you know, definitely gets me out of my shell, bro. <laughs> you know, I'm not really good talker communicator but hey you gotta learn right <laughs> nah you're good man you're good dude i think um you know the, the good thing about you man is that you love the show man so oh hell yeah e- even <laughs> if you feel like you're not a good communicator man i think um you know more than i think man i, I just love the fact that you love the show and that you're able to speak from your heart man whenever you're talking about the show so hell yeah dude when i thought about you know, doing a Cobra Kai podcast, man. Of course, I thought about you because I knew you loved it. You know, it's one thing to get somebody on the show who doesn't really love the show, bro, but you love the show, man. And so, oh, hell, hell yeah, yeah, bro. It's on our Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, <laughs> baby. It's, it's, so, hell yeah, dude. When I decided to reach out, I knew I knew you were the one, man. So, uh, the chosen one, you know what I'm saying? The chosen one, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. But here it is, man. I can't believe it, man. We're here to the last one. Season three, you know, we've covered all 10 episodes and it's been great. It's been a great journey. And so thank you so much for you, everybody that's tuned in so far and listened to our podcast and it's listening. And so, man, I'm just so amazed by the fact that we have listeners from all over uh, the world, man, not only the United States, but, you know, United Kingdom, Australia, uh, parts of India as well. So thank you so much. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I just want to Thank you. And I know Jose feels the same way. You know, he has the same sentiment that he's thankful and grateful as well. So you want to share anything before we go into the last episode of season three? I just, you know, I just to echo what you said, man, just extremely grateful, you know, from the bottom of our hearts. Like I said, we love the show and we're just so glad people are listening to it and enjoying our content, man. <laughs> All <laughs> right, brother. All right. So here we go, man. Uh, Cobra Kai season three last episode it's entitled December 19th and the synopsis goes like this old wounds begin to heal at a country club holiday party 
but a brutal assault by Crease's students leads to new betrayals and alliances. So hold on, brother, before we get started, because I know you're the one who gets started with the first scene. I want to sure. talk about the title, man, December 19th. What's up, brother? What's what's the connection? Tell us about that, man. It's the date of the original tournament in Karate Kid Part 1 on the poster when uh, Miyagi and Daniel go to uh, talk to Kreese and the Cobra Kai about basically leaving Daniel alone. And, you know, Kreese, you know, basically is like, you know, oh, so what's bothering you is the odds. And uh, but we can fix that. But Miyagi didn't want to didn't want to accept this challenge because it was too much advantage. It was his dojo. So Chris tells him name the place and it's tournament. And when you look at the poster, it says it. I think it says it in big bold, December 19th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how did how did it connect to um, right now, dude, present time? I mean, I get that, dude. I get the old, mm-hmm. you know, connecting it to Karate Kid Part One. I mean, I understand that, but. How do you think it connected to this episode that we saw in Cobra Kai season three? What I can think of, it's maybe it's the current date in the show storyline. Like it, cause it's, it's near Christmas time, you know, the, you know, and we're going to see a lot of Christmas uh, or some Christmas in, in these, ep- in these scenes. So I'm thinking it's, it's exactly December 19th in the storyline and that's how they uh, tied it back. Okay. And that's when and again, we're probably going to explain a little bit more at the end because uh, it mentions uh, the tournament. <laughs> I mean, are, 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 are you good with that, though? Are you good with December 19th as a, as a title of this last show? I think it could be better. I'm just going off of what I think they were the writers were trying to connect or how they connected it. But I mean... It could... I mean, I wouldn't be against a, a different title, you know? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I, I mean, guess? I, I just thought, you know, December 19th, you're right, bro. It has to do with the connection of the tournament from Karate Kid Part 1. And in this case, it's just, okay, is this just the date, you know, where all this all this stuff happens? You know, like, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff, right? Johnny, right. Johnny, Ali, and Daniel, you know what I'm saying? They're meeting. We're going to talk about, you know, Cobra Kai going and infiltrating you know eagle fang and yagi do so a lot of stuff going on but december 19th you know to me like you said man it ties more to the tournament and in this regards it's like maybe it's just the date of everything that's going on so i I don't know man um yeah it could have been it could have been a lot more but it's just the title man so anyways with that (laughs) with that in mind let's just go into into the scenes, brother. So why don't you start us off, man? Tell us what one of your favorite scenes is. Absolutely. I'm going to start with uh, Vietnam 1969 scene, which is basically the opening scene. Uh, it starts off in Vietnam, and you see young Kreese and his unit. They're like prisoners because, uh, you know, earlier in the season they were captured. And um, it starts, it, then it begins. They're in their prison cell, um, which is like made out of bamboo. And then two of the captors come in, and they just select two of his fellow soldiers at random. And they take they escort him, and uh, and then at that moment, Twig, <laughs> aka Silver, he's kind of panicking, blaming himself, saying it's their fault that they got caught. Uh, young Crease um, pretty much tells him to keep it together, you know, to only focus on survival, uh, and that it's not his fault. Trying to put his mind at ease, you know. And, and then of course, Captain Turner has to chime in, saying that it is his fault, like it is Crease's <laughs> fault that they're in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and. and uh, you know, uh, young Chris tries to tell him 
you know, hey, you're the ranking officer. Kind of what I took from that is just like, hey, man, you're supposed to be more supportive, I guess, during these times. But Captain Turner's not having that. He's like, look around, man. There's no rank. It's every man for himself. <laughs> and I think I had texted you when we were talking about this thing. Like, it's like the Royal Rumble mentality. You know, it's like, hey, every man for himself. No friends, no allies, baby. All that matters <laughs> is that, rest, that WrestleMania ticket. Um, but then, <laughs> and then before you know it, um, the two prisoners that were escorted, they're forced to fight to the death in like this bridge type uh, platform with like a pit and uh the survivor comes back um and he goes in and he's like just out of it man because he just like he just killed his fellow soldier and twig asks him how deep the pit is and the guy just responds it's deep but that's not the worst of it you know and so that gets everybody thinking everybody just like whoa what could what could he be talking about but i like the scene man you know what uh, I saw young Kreese take responsibility. You know, it, it is his fault basically that they, uh, you know, that they got caught, they got captured and he's just, you know, being a leader kind of, you know, being definitely more of a leader than Turner is. Turner's already abandoned ship. He's already just like, you know, forget these guys, you know, it's, it's all about survival of the fittest. So I just thought it was a good scene for young Kreese, man. Uh, yeah anything you want to add yeah and you know what i've loved young crease throughout this you know season three man and you know obviously opening in vietnam you know it's it's like you said we see that turner is blaming crease man so it's crease's fault right but like you said bro you know he's saying you know there's no rank anymore and and that reminded me, man, of a Sopranos episode, man. I know you're not so much into the Sopranos as much as I am, but there's a Sopranos episode where Christopher and Polly, man, they're lost and stranded in the woods, you know, this place called Pine Barrens, and and Christopher is disobeying Polly. So Polly is like the captain, right? And Polly's like, don't make me pull rank on you, kid. And Christopher replies by saying, screw you, Polly, you know, captain or no captain right now. We're just two assholes lost in the woods. And so <laughs> <laughs> that's how it feels right now, man. They're it just, it is, they, yeah. they don't know what, what the hell they're going to do, dude. You know what I'm saying? And Captain Turner, like you said, bro, you, you said it perfectly. He's like, screw this, man. Like rank don't even freaking matter right now, man. And so, damn, bro, imagine, you know, being in Vietnam and obviously, man, I've never served, never served in the armed forces. And I know that you haven't, but man they're in freaking war and like shit it doesn't even freaking matter you know what their rank is man and so captain Mm -hmm. turner's like all right we're it's pretty much like yo we're gonna freaking die dude so it's pretty much every man is for himself which is what he says dude and so at that point i do like what you just said right now that crease is kind of taking you know leadership of it because turner's not doing so much man but um one of the things that I want to add, dude, is like Terry Silver, dude, he's pretty weak, man. And what we remember from Terry Silver in part three, he, he's badass in part three, right? But right now he's, he's kind of crazy. Bro. Yeah. In part three, he's pretty badass and rich and all this shit. And right now he's kind of kind of weak. So that's what I noticed, man. What What do you want to think about? What do you want to say about Terry Silver, man? Yeah, definitely. I'm surprised his character is so different. You know, like you said, in part three, he's almost like this lunatic and that's this, what do you want to say, outlandish laugh all the time that he hears something. It's almost like he he just got injected with like drugs or something. He just starts laughing. And uh, and here in the military where it counts, man, you know, he, yeah, he, he's like scared. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he is. 
not up to the challenge, man. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's interesting. You know, just, just, um, based on what we know. Right. And so right. maybe there are viewers who haven't, you know, watched all three karate kids, you know, that we have, and they're just basing it on Cobra Kai, but based on what we know, you based on the Terry Silver that we know, we're like, yo, Terry Silver was he was badass in part three, and now he's acting kind of weak. So, anyways, that was a quick scene just to establish Vietnam, and we're gonna get to that. But the next scene, man, let me go ahead and take it. The next scene oh, is yeah. they're they're back <laughs> at Encino Oaks Country Club, man, and so it's the Christmas party, you know. And we see Daniel and Amanda walking in, and who calls out his name, dude? Daniel with an L, you know, Ali, bro, <laughs> still so hot, you know. And so, can yeah. I just say that this is the Alley special part two? <laughs> Pretty I know, much. <laughs> I know that's what you called it, bro. This is the Alley special part two. But, anyways, man, I have to say this, dude. You know, Alley throughout these last two episodes has captured the heart of the audience, man. You know, I, I can guarantee you, we were to make some, you know, some poll on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, they would say that, hey, Ali coming back was like a hundred percent badass, man. So Ali has captured our hearts, man. And and I say that because Daniel was feeling the same way. Daniel was feeling like me. You know, he's so excited to see Ali, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, Ali, she she looks so great, you know. And hell yeah, bro. She's 57 years old, bro. And she's smoking, bro. So, anyways, <laughs> man, Daniel has so many questions, man. And and my 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 thing with that is Daniel was asking her all these questions. I'm like, why? Come on, bro. You're married. You know what I'm saying? You're married. <laughs> so what the, what the hell's up with that? But anyways, then we see Johnny, right? And it was a pretty cool camera shot, dude. If you noticed it, it was a, a love triangle type of shot, bro. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so uh, it's Daniel and Allie talking. And then it's Johnny at the top staring intensely at Daniel, man. And so Eddie Rose, it was just dope, dude. And probably what, what Johnny was thinking was the same thing I was thinking. Like, yo... Daniel, get get your own girl, bro. So, anyways, I like the I like the connection to part one, dude. As the guy, you know, the waiter was bringing, you know, like a tray of food and it's spaghetti, which ties into part one. And and, and Johnny's like, "Yo, hey, watch it. I'm wearing white here." You know what I'm saying? So, that's a connection to part one. You know, when Daniel yeah. had all that spaghetti sauce poured over him when he tried to sneak into the club to look for Ali, bro. So, anyways, uh, but then you know, Ali calls. Johnny over man and Daniel's surprised by that you know and so she tells him hey you remember Johnny Lawrence right and Daniel all you know being a he's being a bitch bro can I just say that bro he's being a, <laughs> yeah. he's being a bitch Daniel's like how can I forget and I love the alpha move though dude I love the alpha move by Johnny he gets close to Allie <laughs> yeah dude he gets close to <laughs> Allie and he puts his arm around her bro I just I love that you know and so Allie's like yeah West Valley reunion just have so, so many questions. Hey, watch it. I'm wearing white here. You think I want that all over me? Johnny, come here. You remember Johnny Lawrence, right? How can I forget? Wow, guys, this is a little West Valley reunion, huh? Crazy. Not crazy. That is definitely the word for it. It's a nice suit. Is that made of velvet? You sleep in that? Uh, you should talk there, Scarface. 
Okay, so I guess this is And so, and then they just, you know, the bickering, right? We've always talked about this, bro. The bickering between Daniel and Johnny. And Johnny's like, that's a nice suit. Is it made out of velvet? Do you sleep in that? And so, (laughs) and then Daniel, you know, comes back with, you should talk, Scarface, you know, because obviously Johnny's wearing a white jacket. And check this out, bro. Here's here's where I tie this in, man, because... Daniel Daniel is sort of an elitist now, man. He's in a he's in an upper class, bro. And so according to upper class elitist people, dude, like, you know, if you wear white after Labor Day, that's a faux pas, bro. Like, I don't know if you know that, dude. Like, you can't wear white after Labor Day, according to like rich people, man. And that's where Daniel's at. Daniel's not the the kid from Reseda anymore, man. He's just elitist type dude now, man. So, anyways, yeah. that's probably why he ta- he tries to talk shit about johnny man but what do you want to add to that you know just again i i think what what's going on with, the, with that first scene is just kind of setting everything what's uh, in regards to what's going to happen for the rest of the scene but what do you want to add to that no definitely hey that was a good reference there i have heard the term about wearing white after labor day i've never really understood exactly what it meant <laughs> you know what i mean but uh hey you know that's like you said it's probably one of those elitist um you know things um what i definitely want to point out that you mentioned is yeah just daniel's behavior man uh i get that he's excited to see ali but he's got this excitement like nothing else matters or like nothing else nobody else is with him it's just like him and her you know sparks are flying and stuff and you know he's got so many questions i'm like dude (laughs) you know what questions do you have and again yeah you're married and your wife is actually there at the party. And um, and then Johnny, of course, unlike Daniel, Johnny was actually able to avoid the spaghetti and not get it, uh, you know, spilt all over him and have the entire country club made after him. But yeah, just Daniel's behavior, man. He's just, and like you said, yeah, he's he's basically hating on Johnny. You know, it's because you said he, he made the alpha move right there by you know, putting his arm around her and like kind of tugging her a little closer to him. That was tight. I like that. I like that though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, why are you hating, Daniel? You're married. You got your woman. You know what I'm saying? But so, yeah, but, but is it, but does, do you think it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode? Cause real, real talk, man, the last episode, man, we were like, you know, just 115% goo goo gaga over Ali, bro. And so do you think Daniel feels the same way when he saw her, dude? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could, I mean, he has mentioned, uh, he, he mentioned to Miguel that he thought, and to Sam, I think, uh, that she was the one. And so I'm just like, dude, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, it's, that's the past. That's another story, but now it's present time. You're married, man. I mean, he, yeah, I guess he still has some type of, feeling or infatuation towards her you know what i mean you can't blame him <laughs> yeah we'll we'll talk and and maybe we're gonna get to this i'm i'm, I'm no i'm sure we're gonna, we're gonna get to this and maybe it was just a matter of needing closure bro closure you know so uh we'll get to that though. we'll get to that man so yeah go go ahead and take us to your uh to your next favorite scene, man. I'm going to go to uh, Miyagi-Do. It's a quick scene. Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang, they're at the LaRusso house. Um, we saw briefly in last episode how uh, they showed up on false pretenses. Um, <laughs> but um, Sam is basically trying to explain that they need to team up 
you know, Chris doesn't agree. He thinks the styles don't mix. Nate, I don't know why Nate is thinking about salad dressing by mentioning oil and vinegar. <laughs> but Chris, like, it's more of like the British Bulldog and the Heart Foundation. Uh, Mitch says, now nah, they were friends. But Chris says, not after WrestleMania 3. Penis breath. He calls him penis breath. And then Mitch is like, you know, you, you know, you can't call me that. Only Eagle Fan can call me that. And then uh, Mitch and Bert try to leave, but Dimitri steps in, stops him, basically saying that, you know, hey, by merging together with Eagle Fan, that they'd be a-holes not to <laughs> not to do it. But I just, you know, again, a WWE reference I like I, that. I you love know? that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, that's that WWE or WrestleMania 3 was was a big one. That was Hogan versus the Andre the Giant match. Oh, and, shit. Uh, I, but didn't, I, I didn't even think about that. That's dope. Okay. <laughs> and the Pontiac Silverdome, I think. And, uh, and then of course, I, again, I just like the kids again, man, they're taking initiative, man. They're, uh, they're trying to get, they're trying to merge together, join forces, take out Cobra Kai. Cause they know how a bunch of a threat Cobra Kai can be, man. So I guess, you know, just admire that man taking initiative, you know? Chris was kind of misinformed though, dude, because British Bulldogs and the Heart Foundation, they were actually family, bro. Like if you yeah. remember, yeah, like Davy Boy Smith was family to you know Bret Hart, bro. So what's up with He's that? What's up with that, writers? You know, so even in 1997, bro, they joined forces. It was a new Hart Foundation. So that's some WWE information for the listeners out there. But yeah, dude, it was cool to see Dimitri, you know, being the voice of reason. Hey, pussies! This is exactly what those assholes at Cobra Kai want. Since you were one of them, you're an asshole too. So were you. I so was I. Well, at least I wanted to be one. But now Cobra Kai is the worst collection of assholes in the valley, run by the king of all assholes. So if by merging with Eagle Fang, weird name, by the way, can keep us all from getting shit on anymore, then we'd all be assholes not to do it. They're in this place right now, man, where they're, they're in conflict. Like, what should we do? Should we get together? Should we not get together? But at the end, the bottom line is like, look, we got a common enemy. And so this takes me back to this, Monty. It takes me back to what Chris said. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. So let's let's get these two dojos working together, right? And so, yeah, you know, Eagle Fang is supposed to be the enemy or Miyagi-Do is supposed to be the enemy. But look, we got another common enemy, and that's Chris's Cobra Cry. And so let's go ahead and get these two dojos working together in order to take out a common enemy, and that's Kreese's Cobra Kai. So that's what I got from that. It kind of tied in together with with that saying that Kreese said in the last episode, man. And so um, that was pretty cool to see, right? Okay, here we go. You know, these these two dojos are going to get together. Yeah, they have some differences. They don't know what the new name is going to be. They don't need what the, they don't know what the new gi design is going to be. They don't know what their post uh, <laughs> training workout snack is going to be. But hey, they know what the common enemy is going to be. So that was pretty cool to see. And despite despite Dimitri's use of assholes and a uh, lack of grand eloquence, you know, what I like is that his speech moves. He moves the two dojos to work back together. So that was pretty cool, man. So anyways, after that, we go back to Encino Oaks Country <laughs> Club and it's Allie, Johnny, and Daniel. And so she's going through Daniel and Johnny's run-ins, you know, their recent interactions. And she asks Johnny, hey, why didn't you tell me all this during lunch? And so, and Daniel's all, again, bro, like you said, he's all buttoned in, like, you know, come on, dude, you got your own wife. Why are you worried about that? But Daniel's like, lunch? What lunch? Yeah, bro, lunch. 
And so Johnny's badass. I love what he says. He's People like, gotta eat. <laughs> exactly. People gotta eat. Johnny's badass. He's like, yeah, we made plans together. We spent all day together. So I love that dude. <laughs> Pointing <laughs> out the highlights. <laughs> I love that. Hell yeah, we spent we spent all day together, bro. And so, anyways, Daniel was asking what happened. He's just a nosy ass, bro. I think I texted you that earlier. Yeah. You know, I was like, what do you mean on nosy? Anyways. So, uh, and then Johnny's just, again, he just continues with this alpha move. He's like, yeah, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, Allie's actually like, he messaged me out of the blue. And and Johnny's like, yes, yeah, your friend requested me, kind of, you know, went from there. You know how that goes, or maybe not. <laughs> so that was pretty funny, dude. So anyway, <laughs> right there, bro, Johnny struck first, dude. He struck first, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, but. What surprises me about that scene is Amanda comes in, dude, and she doesn't know about Ali. Like, that's kind of surprising, right? Like, why wouldn't she know about Ali? Well, I mean, what did you think about uh, that? I didn't even think about it until you mentioned it. But, yeah, I mean, she came in. She was like, what? I walked into something, and she didn't recognize her. And he, he, Daniel even mentioned, introduces them, you know what I mean? And didn't ring a bell or nothing. They just, you know, acted like complete strangers. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's a very good point. I didn't even notice that, man. <laughs> Yeah, Amanda didn't know anything. The reason I say that is, bro, because I think um, that the woman that you end up with, right? So let's just talk about, hey, you know, you end up with some woman and and you end up marrying her or living with her, whatever, man. And then at some point they have to know about other women in your life who were special to you. Not all women, right? I mean, come on, not all women, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm just saying, like, according to Daniel, right? Because he's always like, hey, Allie was the one and shit, you know? But what did he know? What didn't she know about Allie? I mean, Sam knows about Allie. So that kind of caught me like, yeah, wouldn't Amanda know? So that that's why I wanted to point that out. What do you think about that? Yeah, you would think at some point, you know, you have that conversation, maybe not intentionally, but it just comes up like, you know, some kind of moment or something brings it back and you start talking about it and you share, or at least that's how I would see it, you know? Um, and then you mentioned Allie. Yeah. You know, she, I thought she was the one at one point, but then, Hey, you know, you gotta also remember you're married and like, but nah, I'm, I know you're the one baby, <laughs> or at least that's what I, you know, kind of make sure you do, you still score points with your wife, man. Don't just say, Oh yeah, she's the one. And then go off into dreamland. Exactly. You know, running the high, high highlight reels. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like she, I mean, at some point she should be like, if, if she, if no, and this is more, not, not so much to, to Amanda for me, it's more, if Allie really is what Daniel says she is. Right. Cause Daniel's all like, in the last episode, he's telling me, go like, oh, she was the one too. Well, if she was really the one, at some point, I I think, I think, and this is just me, bro. Like, and that's a, what I'm saying, bro. This is just us, man. Like, everybody doesn't have to think like this. But at some point, I'm like, okay, you know, Amanda would have known about her. Amanda would have known, like, yo, this was a girl that you really cared about and whatnot. And that just didn't seem that way. So it's kind of like, it goes back to, the last episode we were talking about, like, dude, just shut up, dude. Like, was Allie really <laughs> what you made her to be? You know what I'm saying? So anyways, man, but I just wanted to point that out, bro, because, you know, Amanda didn't know. And so Amanda shows up into the scene and um, I love what Allie says, man. She's like, it's just Mills now. You know, there's no Schwarber. And that, that's badass, right? Because Johnny, Johnny looks all happy because Daniel looks at Johnny and, and Johnny's smiling back. So uh and then she's just like you both have karate dojos how's that going and that was it it's kind of like okay 
we're going to cut back to the next scene. So, so yeah, back at Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang, they're discussing the merger. And like you mentioned, you know, they're gonna, they agreed to train at Miyagi-Do, and, but they're still undecided on the name, the, pro, the design, and the snacks. And on the sensei dispute protocol resolution. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah. Hey, hold on, hold on. So, so right there, hold on. Before you go continue, what 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 name would you give them, dude? What name would you give them, bro? You know what? I actually have that question down. <laughs> I do. I have that question down. Like, what would be a good name? Yeah, man. So what name would you name them, dude? I would have to do a combination of both their names, maybe like Miyagi Fang or Eagle Doe, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> uh, you know what? I kind of like uh, Miyagi Fang. That's, that's pretty dope. I don't know about Eagle Doe, Eagle Doe. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe one of the things where it has neither Miyagi Doe or Eagle Fang, dude. What about the gi design, bro? Well, what would you go with the gi design? That's a good question. Uh, I would have to keep the uh, the eagle, the eagle with the fangs. You know, uh, I think it, you know, looks cooler. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So anyway, so yeah, like you said, Ron, you know, they're back at Eagle Fang and they're talking about, okay, you know, we agree on this, but we don't agree on, agree on that, and then it continues. So go ahead and take us through that. And then the next thing you know. Um, you hear a cat meowing and Bert goes to check. Pinchy and Bert. Miguel, I know he goes to check. And again, he does that thing that he did with the snake and at Cobra Kai. He's like, Oh, you know, <laughs> Pinchy Bert. Anyways, <laughs> but uh, Miguel's like, you know, I didn't know you had a cat. Sam's like, we don't. And then next thing you know, Bert gets thrown through the window like Friday the 13th style, bro. I don't know if you've ever caught those movies back in the 80s, man, <laughs> where somebody would always get thrown through a window. <laughs> nah, I didn't catch that, but you know what I what I what I thought, bro? It was like Bert, like uh when NWO threw Ray Mysterio against <laughs> Ace <laughs> Willer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I remember that. The NWO is tight at the start, man. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, of course, you know, Miguel's like, Bert, what happened? And then in comes Hawk, Kyler, and three other Cobras. And uh, Kyler, man, being a punk, it's payback time, Rhea. Yeah, it was a bitch. Then, that was a bitch. <laughs> so that's from that angle. And then from behind, the door gets kicked open. And then it's Tori and two other Cobras. I think one of them was Rickenberger. And um, so now they're surrounded. Basically, Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang are surrounded by both sides. And... Uh, Tori basically is like, hey, we came here to crash the party. Miguel tries to tell her, tries to tell her you don't have to do this. And Tori, man, just like just in her crazy mode, she's just like, this ends tonight and just shouts no mercy. Basically, the fight has come to Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do. And this is something that Daniel, uh, one of the lessons I think Daniel showed him in season two, because I think uh, Sam said, isn't Miyagi-Do about, you know, avoiding fights? And Daniel said, sometimes you can't the fight's going to come to you. Oh yeah. I like that. Okay. Well, here it is. The fight has come, has come to them. And, um, <clears throat> I do have a question though. How do you, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> it's just how, how, how did Cobra Kai know that they were there? Exactly. You know? Well, well, how? okay. You know what? I don't think they knew they were there, but remember in the previous episode where, where freaking crease was like, yeah, um, Miguel and Sam are working together. 
And so, oh, okay, yeah. you know, maybe Tori's like, oh, these, 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 these cats are freaking together right now and plotting a party or whatever. So that's a good question. I didn't think about that, but that's, that's, you know, the, the, the quick explanation is like, you know, Creases, Creases manipulation, like, yeah, Miguel and Sam are working together. And so, because remember Tori got all pissed off and she, you know, all right, well, let me, she just walked away. And so I, I'm, I'm sure she was like, okay, let me just go to Sam's house. So you're right though, bro. You're right. Like how the hell did, why would she go to his, to her house? But, um, and that's probably only the writers. Would probably yeah. <laughs> nah, but you know what? That's, th- those are good arguments, man, because you know, how did they know that, you know, where are those things at? Or maybe, you know, Bert tweeted and shit. Bert was like, yo, we're having a party. <laughs> we're having a rager. <laughs> a I don't rager. Know, man. It's crazy, dude. But, uh, yeah, dude, Rickenberger comes back in. Rickenberger, my boy. But uh, Tori, dude, pretty cringy though, man. I don't know. What did you think about her yelling "No mercy"? To me, that was pretty. It's pretty whack, bro. I don't know if I like that. What did you think about that? I mean, it's kind of like she, she's like embraced the rivalry. I mean, and we've we've talked about about this, like why they're why they've had beef, you know, and. She's just con- tries to take it to another level. I mean, now I guess you can add breaking and entering to the resume, if you know what I mean, because they basically broke into the LaRusso house, you know, and they uh, they broke their window. So I guess you could say destruction of property. But I mean, yeah, she's just <laughs> Crease has just gotten into her head so much that I mean, they, it, she's taking it overboard, in my opinion, man. For sure, and I, and I, and I get that, man. Like, because like I told you. In the last episode, I think she's really taken akin to Crease because at this point, from what we've seen in the show, he's the only dude that's, you know, really paying attention to her. But just that, just that line, bro. No mercy. And I just, I don't know, man. It didn't really go. Like I said, it sounded kind of cheesy and whatnot. But anyways, man, let's take it back to back to Encino Oaks, baby. Johnny, <laughs> Allie, and Amanda, and Daniel. You know what I'm saying? And so, so okay, so their rivalry wasn't the reason you and Daniel broke up. No, no, that was <laughs> that was a whole other story. We, we don't need to go into all that. Oh, oh I'd like to hear this. <laughs> I, I think I need to hear it. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell it. I'll tell it. So I got into UCLA and I ran into this guy that I knew who went there. Daniel sees me talking to my friend. Your your friend? Yes, he was my friend actually. He jumps to conclusions. Well, I was a little bit upset, so I probably maybe egged you on. Yeah, you sure you egged me on? Yeah, I mean, all right, listen, I thought you were in love with the guy. I told you, just like I told you that the brakes on Mr. Miyagi's car were gonna go. I hope you didn't tell him that it was my fault it crashed. No, of course not. This is the best story I have ever heard. Please keep going. Oh, should we talk about This scene that? really just shows us how Daniel's just a jealous dude, man. You know what I'm saying? He jumps to conclusions. He's really a bitch. Can I just say that, dude? Like, I was thinking about that. I was like, I was watching this for the for the second time as I was getting ready for this podcast. I was like, this dude's a bitch, bro. And so <laughs> he's not trusting. He's jealous, you know? And, and that's what Alan was saying. Like, He's just a friend. Yeah, envious. He's jumping to conclusions and shit. And so Allie's like, yo, maybe I met, I egged them on. And yeah, maybe you egged them on, but come on. Still, Daniel didn't have to be like that. Like, real right. shit. You got to you gotta be secure, dude. Like, if you're with a woman, at some point, you got to be secure that she's with you, bro. Like, real shit. Like, why are you worrying about that she's talking to some other dude? Like, if she's with you, she's with you. And like, 
And if you're not secure in that, well, then, you know, bring it up to her, man. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the first time I saw it, I was kind of, you know, it kind of it went real quick, man, because at this point, bro, we're at the end of the season and everything's just happening fast. But as we're rewatching it, I'm like, come on, Daniel, why, why the hell are you acting like that, dude? Like, chill out, dude. Like, you know, Allie was your girl, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, anyways, that's that's what we see, bro. And and one of the things that I that I wrote down is like, yo, Allie Allie was saved, bro, because she didn't need a wuss like Daniel, you know? She didn't <laughs> she didn't need a, she did not need a wuss like Daniel, bro, who was jealous and shit, like. Real talk, women out there, you don't need a man who's jealous and envious. You don't need that. You don't need that. You know what I'm saying? And so, again, real quick scenes with that, and I just wanted to point that out. Uh, what do you got with that? Again, just to kind of focus on Daniel Steer, basically he got called out on his lie. And here's the thing. If you say she's the one, that just seems like an easy way to let her go to let her sleep through her fingers, just to like accuse her of this, her, you know, trying to talk to this guy without even trying to talk it through. So it's basically pride. His pride cost him Allie is what, you know, is what, is what I took down with that, man. So if she's the one bro, you, you know, you fight for that. You don't just, ah, come on. Like you said, insecure and just blow it off. Like nothing. She was with another guy. You know what I mean? Nah, man. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> and now we kind of see a little bit more of the story, and it's because Daniel was insecure. And so that's going to tie in a little bit later, man, into why he's acting, why he's acting with Johnny, man. So, all right, brother, take us to your next favorite scene. All right. This is uh, back to the LaRusso house. This time the fight has insinuated <laughs> I'm going to try to recap it as best I can, man, because you got to kind of watch it to actually really get the full picture. But uh, you start off, it's Kyler versus Miguel, and uh, Kyler is just, uh, I don't even know. He's, he's being a punk, bro. Basically, he, he gives Miguel two punches, takes him down, and he's like, or Miguel kicks, tries to throw a kick at one point. And he's like, you call that a kick? And uh, like he said, like I said, he takes him down with two punches. Then it goes to Chris versus Rickenberger and they're wrestling around in like the kitchen and uh, Chris uh, hits him with like some pan over the side of his head. And that just fuels the fire because Rickenberger is like, come on, bitch, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's badass though, dude. It's badass yeah, to, see, to see Rickenberger back, baby. He gets up smiling and shit. And, you know, he tears up Chris, bro. He throws him into the ground. So I did like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you see Mitch going against this guy named, or uh, what I looked up, it's the character's name is Mikey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're yeah. we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> so he, he he's, they're like fighting in like this hall, walkway type of scenario. And uh, he's like, come on, you know, Mitch is telling him to come on after he got in a few shots. And then, his pans to uh, Dimitri, Nate, and Bert, and they're taking on two guys before down a hallway. And then Nate and Bert get basically thrown into like a Christmas tree <laughs> and all the presents. They just get, I mean, they're just tearing up yeah, yeah. Daniel's house, bro, big time. And then, uh, and then the, here's a good one hawked against this other, the Miyagi Do student. I, I didn't get a chance to catch his name. So he's going at it with him pretty good. And Hawk is kind of like, come on, pussy, you know, and stuff like that. And then he breaks this vase, bro. He grabs his vase off of, you know, off of the shelf and just like, bam, hits him over the head. (laughs) 
And then so uh, after that, <clears throat> then it goes to Sam. She's fighting this other guy and, you know, like she kicks him into the stairs and then she swings him into uh, like a wall where the light switches and the light turns off. Um, and then it's Tori. She's also, it goes to Tori next. She's fighting another guy. And before you know it, they end up pretty much dead center. Uh, and, you know, you see their face off. Sam, you know, apparently is not ready because she runs away. Tori follows her and takes out Chris on the way. Like him, uh, Chris and Rickenberger were still wrestling. <laughs> and then Tori just like kicks him in the ribs and takes him down. So they end up at the dojo, man. They end up at the dojo, and um, so Sam is, like, breathing deeply, man. She's still in fear. She's still scared, man. And then Tori walks in with that psycho look, you know, and then the music's in, like, a slow mode, and the music's playing. And uh, Tori tells her, you know, that she's disappointed that she thought she would put up more of a fight. And then she grabs its nunchucks, bro. Where did Tori learn to fight with oh, nunchucks? Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you I know? thought that, too. And, uh, but... Yeah, the, this fight is crazier than the high school fight, bro. In my opinion, you think so? <laughs> you know, just, just with all the destruction. I mean, yeah. Well, at the high school fight, yeah, Miguel got hurt. Obviously, yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. pretty bad. But um, I'm just like how they're just tearing up Daniel's house, left her. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Using freaking vases and pans to hit each other with. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, but you see, Stam's still afraid, man. She hasn't um, she hasn't overcome that fear yet. And, and and you know what? Here's something I took down, bro. Kyler talking all that smack, and he's gonna he's gonna continue to do it. But you know what? Miguel's not even at full strength, baby. Oh, you know, uh, you, you know what I'm saying, too, bro. I wrote that down too. He's talking all that shit. And Miguel's not even at full strength, man. So a he's still rehabbing, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> But a couple of things with that, man, that I want to point out, you know, Hawk, Hawk is talking shit, bro. He's like kicking that guy's ass and he's like, eat that shit, you know? And so, but here's my first question, because I got a couple of questions with this, but here's my first question. So you described it, you know, as, as best as you can, bro, because again, this is one of those scenes where you have to yes. watch what's going on, man. But how right. do you feel? Okay. Here's my first question. How do you feel about kids, right? We see kids, teenagers fighting that we know nothing about, dude. You know, we have no investment in them. You know, seriously, like, you know, there's there's dudes in this scene that we have no investment. How do you feel about that? About just watching like, them yeah, fight? Yeah, just, just seeing, yeah, like, we're seeing this scene and, like, there's no investment. And, and, and okay, let me, I guess, let me rephrase it better. In season two, right? With a high school fight, the fight at the high school, every every fight we saw, we were invested in the characters. It was Hawk, he was fighting. It was Aisha, she was fighting. It was Sam, it was Tori, it was Miguel, it was Robbie, it was Dimitri. And, and in this scene, we're seeing kids like that we don't even freaking know, dude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, so that's my question to you. How do you feel about that? You know, and, and maybe you haven't thought about that, but if you haven't thought about it, I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about it because as I was watching it again, you know, let me just go ahead and give it to you as, so you can yeah. think about that. I was just like, who are these freaking guys, man? Like I didn't see red, my boy, where's my boy red? Like it was dope seeing Rickenberger because like I had seen Rickenberger <laughs> in a couple of other episodes but some of these dudes that they're fighting, like, who the hell is that guy? Like, who the hell yeah, is that guy? Yeah, some you know of them we saying? haven't even seen. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what I meant. Like, real shit. 
Like, Red wasn't even in this freaking <laughs> scene, dude. I love Red. Where you at, Red? But uh, as I was thinking about, like, I have no investment in these in these characters. So to me, it was more like, it was more like, all right, we're going to have a badass fight and we're just going to throw people together. But it didn't really Place work. Placeholders, bro. Yeah, play, yeah. You know what? You said it perfectly. Placeholders. It really didn't work. So if we're comparing season two fight to season three, because I remember that the, the creators, you know, they're like, oh, season three is just as bad as the season two. Like, no, it's not, man. Season two was a hell of a lot better. And it's simply because to me, for me, me as a viewer, as a critic. Yeah. I have no investment in these in, in these guys, man. You know what I'm saying? They're like. Like, okay, Tori's kicking ass, but who are these dudes? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. How do you feel about that? Well, yeah, it's definitely something I hadn't thought about. But now that you mention it, it is a good point. Um, it it does kind now that you mention it though, it does kind of take away a little bit of a, a little bit of the fight flavor, I guess you could say, because it's yeah, it's like you're beating up this guy who we have not seen until today, whereas in the school fight. Okay, Sam and Tori were fighting together. Nate and Bert were fighting together, you know, and Miguel and Robbie. So there's more of a vested interest. So, okay, I see what you, you know, what you mean. You know, I love what you said, vested interest. We have a vested interest in them. And I get, man, at some point, you know, they're going to they're gonna fight kids that we don't know. But it just kind of seemed like, you know, we're going to throw these kids together. And I, I would have appreciated it more if it was showing Nate against Bert. <laughs> If it was Dimitri against Hawk, if it was Kyler against Miguel, if it was Tori against Sam from the get-go. But it's all these kids, and it's kind of like, all right, let's just throw it together so we can you know, have this badass. Build it up. Yeah, yes. you know, so we can have this badass fight scene. But to me, like, I don't have any investment in those guys. I don't care, dude. And they're like they're like, they're like, like the Brooklyn Brawler, bro, if we're going to talk about wrestling, wrestling. wrestling references, One, two, three, bro. kid. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some weak guys, man. So anyways, man, that that I wanted to point that out, dude. It's just like, uh, I don't it's really care. It's a good care. observation, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't really, no, to be honest with you, as I was watching it again, I was like, I don't really care about those people because who the, who the hell are they, dude? You know, that's how I felt, dude. The next one's a good scene, man. So I'll let, I'll let you take it. Man. Hell yeah, baby. Scene. Let's go, baby. Back to Encino Oaks. <laughs> and guess what, man? Allie. Allie. You know what? Guess what, bro? I don't know if you noticed this, but let me go ahead and point it out. Allie, she's won the heart of someone else. Like Amanda. Amanda loves her, bro. Mm-hmm. Amanda loves her. Oh, yeah. Allie, bro. I saw that. Shit. We all do. We all do. <laughs> you're my, we all, you're my hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all do, bro. Okay, you guys really like fighting each other. He's instigating. I'm just defending myself as usual. She knows firsthand that's bullshit. This is exactly the problem. You say one thing, and then you say the opposite. You both think there's only one side to the story. No, no, there's two. No, there's three. There's your side and your side. And then there is the truth. And the truth is, you guys are more alike than you want to admit. And maybe you recognize parts of yourselves in each other, and maybe you don't always like what you see. I guess it's possible some small part of all of this is my fault. Yeah. Me too. They both think that there's only one side to the story, but there's really three, and I love this because, you know, 
it's true, man. Every, they, you know, there's three sides to everything. There's one person's story. There's another person's story. And there's, there's then there's the truth. So that's business, man. And so that's what Ali said. And so, again, she puts those two guys, Johnny and Daniel, in their place. And I love that, man. I love that throughout the season. Check this out. I want to point this out, bro. I love that throughout this whole season, bro, season three, that it's been women. It's been women who have brought some wisdom to these guys, man. You know, to Johnny or Daniel. You know, Kumiko helped Daniel believe that the good you put out in the world will always come back to you. It was Carmen who helped Johnny realize that, hey, this is your calling. This is what you're made to do. And right now, it's Allie who helped them both. Hey, have some humility. Don't think your side is always the right side. So I love that, bro. I love that it's been women who have helped these guys, you know, just realize, hey, just chill out, you know, back off, be humble, all this shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I just want to give it up to the powerful women, man. And right now as we're recording this episode on March 10th, you know, during National Women's History Month, man, give it yes. up to the women, baby. And you Absolutely, know what? Absolutely, man. You know what? Like Chente, baby, Chente, Vicente Fernandez, he's saying, baby, he says, pudiéramos morir en las cantinas y nunca lograríamos olvidarlas. Mujeres, oh, mujeres tan divinas. No queda otro camino que adorarlas. Like real shit, dude. Women are are freaking badass, bro. So throughout this whole season, man, we've seen women be the voice of reason. And right here, dude, right here, as it ties into Cobra Kai, as it ties into the story of Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, it's Allie. It's a woman who says, hey, you guys, you guys are just alike. You know, and this is the truth, nigga, that she dropped, bro. And I love this. Yeah. She says, Oh, yeah. You know, I love this. I love that she says this. You guys are more alike than you want to admit. And maybe you recognize parts of yourself in each other. And maybe you don't always like what you see. And so that's pretty badass. But I want to ask you a question, bro. What do you think she meant by that? How are they alike? How are they alike, bro? Well, they always top each other. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they're competitive. They have a competitive spirit or nature, I guess you could say. And, um, and we've seen it in season and season one where they've had their homeboy scenes, man, where they just get down and relate to each other. And they do have similarities, you know, they, their dads weren't in the picture. I mean, Daniel's dad, you know, passed away. Um, but you know, they, they have so much in common. They both were raised by their moms you know, their moms were important figures in their lives. And so, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with what Ali says. I mean, you, you guys are more alike than you think, man. If you would just set aside the differences, which are very few, and just, you know, work together. And I mean, I guess, oh God, how do I want to put it? Basically, yeah, they, when she said that they recognize parts of each other, meaning, that's maybe how something they would act. So then they have to respond to it. If that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty dope. What she says it's, it's pretty deep to be honest. So how are they alike? Like you said, yeah. You know, similarities in, in terms of they never had a father figure. So they both had to search for karate, you know, senseis for their father. But more than that, man, I, I think they both want to help other kids out you know daniel i mean he he has a heart for robbie you know johnny has right. a heart for miguel so that's how they're alike but here's the next part that that i'm kind of like you know and i want to talk to you about it like 
what do they not like about what they see? Because that's what she said. You know, maybe you don't always like what you see. So what do you think that they don't like what they see about each other? I mean, it just, you know what? That's a very good question. I mean, they just probably, (laughs) that is, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, Shoot. The only thing I can think of is just maybe they're, um, Oh God, just how they're, they're taught. They're both hard headed. They're both stubborn. So I guess opposites, uh, what's the word I want to use, man? (laughs) I'm drawing a blank, but basically, um, it seems like almost in a way they just like the person they act or pretend to be. If that makes sense. Maybe I'm just rambling here, man. No, no, you're good. (laughs) No, no, that's a, that's a, that's really a dope, uh, not only is that a dope question, but it's a deep question. Like so, it, is. it really made me think. Like, what what do they not like about each other, or about what they see in each other, about themselves? And so, here's my conclusion. And again, we could spend you know freaking you know the next thirty forty five minutes, which we're not, by the way. But um, <laughs> maybe they just don't like that their life not not their life, you know, because Daniel's life is 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 pretty good, you know, according to Daniel, but. Uh, I think that they don't like that they haven't been successful at this point with the with the kids that they're teaching. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Robbie is still not what Daniel would want him to be. And Miguel at this point is not what Johnny would want him to be. So they don't like that about each other. They don't like the, the fact that they're not, they're not the sensei that... Well, at least we can say this about Daniel. They're not the sensei that Miyagi was, you know what I'm saying? And so, and maybe Johnny's like, I'm still not the the sensei that I want Miguel to have. And so, so that's what I'm thinking. There's still shortcomings between both of them. And so, again, it's a, it's a real deep question, but I love, I love that Ali said that like, Hey, you guys, there's things about you guys that you don't like that you see about each other. And I, I think that's all of us, bro. I think, you know, if we were to be honest, man, you know, there's certain things about our lives, about who we are that we're like, oh, shit, I still don't like this about me. I want to improve. And so that's good, man, because that helps us grow. I mean, so, yeah, right, absolutely. That, that's pretty that's pretty deep, though. So thank you, Allie Mills, for that. Allie Mills, winner, point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. She shined in this, in both episodes. She shined. Yeah, man. she did. <laughs> you know? She did. She did. And, and like I said, you know, funny, I just said, Allie, Allie point, Mills, winner, you know, whatever. And so I love that champ. because that's what she said. And so at that point, Johnny apologized and he says, yeah, it's probably my fault, you know, and then Daniel does it too. So bottom line, man, she gets both guys to admit that, hey, you know, no one's right. You know, you both have some errors. You both have some flaws. You guys aren't right. Try to try to make try to live it, you know, try to. Ah, damn, you know, you're right, bro. Accept like, it. Yeah, try to accept yeah. it and try to just you know, make, make amends and, and live at harmony and peace with each other. And they're not able to do that. And so at this point we see, that's what Allie's trying to do, man, you know? And so, uh, it's pretty dope, dude. And so then, you know, Daniel tries to apologize, you know, <laughs> but my thing is like, dude, it's over, bro. Why are you trying to apologize? Uh, <laughs> but anyways, he's like, we were so young, you know, but come on, dude, you're married, dude. You gotta apologize. It's over. But I love Allie, dude. Like you said, she did shine. And she's like, look, the good times far outweigh the bad. 
And that's how I will always remember it. And so that's pretty good, bro. You know, good way to look at it. It is what it is. I just want to say this, you know, I, I like that she said that, you know, hey, good times far away the bad. And it is what it is. And let's just focus on the good. I like that, bro. I like that. But what do you want to add to that? It's almost like Daniel was trying to see if there was still a shot <laughs> in a way. I don't know. I I just got that feeling. But uh, <clears throat> I did notice... Uh, did you notice when they kind of had that little moment where it's just uh, Daniel and Allie, Johnny, Johnny stepped aside. Like he went to like the bar and kind of left them alone to hash it out. That's just something I noticed, you know? And then of course, uh, you know, after, you know, um, Allie tells him that, you know, the good outweighs the bad and, you know, and that's how they will remember it. And uh, he, he tells Johnny Merry Christmas and Dan and Johnny replies, Merry Christmas LaRusso. And then he calls him Daniel for the yeah. first time, bro. First time, yeah. first time he calls him Daniel. And um, Allie basically went, I, I, and tell me if this doesn't make sense, man. Allie went from, in, in a way, in a way, antagonist in part one, Karate Kid part one, to protagonist now in cobra kai in a in a way she resolved the conflict you know you know what i'm saying and so i just thought that that was again that was her moment well she's gonna have another one that you i want you to talk about but <laughs> but this was one of them like you said she said look guys stop acting like you're back in high school you know you know and and you know you guys are more like just work it out you know what i mean and um and then of course daniel gives her a second hug which amanda points out <laughs> this is something my wife noticed yeah two hugs for Allie. <laughs> two hugs for Allie. <laughs> my wife said i, I would have no i would have called you out on that too as well. <laughs> <laughs> well it's true bro what the hell is he trying to do bro he's trying to you know get that 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 special touch with Allie and shit so anyways but yeah that was a pretty dope scene and then it cuts back to go ahead and take us to it man more fighting at the LaRusso house. So this time it starts off with Tori and Sam. Uh, Tori has her cornered and uh, like swings a nunchuck and uh, not accidentally, she breaks Mr. Miyagi's photo. And then Sam kind of sees it and she starts hearing the lesson that Daniel told her in, uh, at, back at the Old Valley about fear and that she has to get up. She has to choose to get up. And so she finally does, man. She gets up, gets the bow staff and starts fighting back with Tori. And then it cuts back to Miguel and Kyler. And this time, again, Kyler takes down Miguel. He's all hyped. He's, he's telling Hawk, never had a chance, baby. Like, again, Miguel's not at full strength. But then Hawk's noticing what's going on around him, man. He's seeing, like, all of his, like, Dimitri's getting tore up. He just saw Miguel go down. And in the meantime, because we had been talking about how he's been conflicted all season. You know, he's had moments of conflict. It's finally reached the surface, bro. It's spilled over. He's like breathing heavily. He's he's just like, again, the, the voices of Crease and Johnny are in his head. And you know, Miguel's, his, word, Miguel's words too as well. Yeah, Miguel's words as well. And then so finally, he has to make a choice now. He may, or he, he has to make a choice. And he's noticing Dimitri is being double teamed by Rickenberger and somebody else. Hey, Rickenberger finally has a line too. He's like, hey, hi, yeah. free shot. Have a free shot. <laughs> exactly. So he runs over. He runs over there. 
And Rickenberger is probably thinking, all right, here comes Hawk to, you know, add in- insult to injury. But he ends up saving him, bro. He kicks the other Cobra Kai fill-in. <laughs> and then he knocks – and then he uh, throws Rickenberger on some, like, glass coffee table. And uh, Dimitri is shocked, bro. He's, like, looking at this. And Hawk tells him, basically, I'm sorry for all of it. But you want to help me win this? And then, of course, they high-five. And what I wrote down, binary brothers are back. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, they fight back to back, you know, uh, and then um, so they knock out a few guys and then it goes back to Kyler and Miguel. And Kyler's just like punching. Yeah, let, let's stop right there, though, before you take that. Let's talk about Hawk. Hawk's turn. Let's talk about that, dude. Um, OK, I want to I want to say this and then you can give me your opinion. It didn't really make sense to me, man. It really I know he's been conflicted. You said that before. I've said that before. It just, it didn't make sense because a couple of minutes before the scene, you know, Hog is talking shit. He's like, eat shit, you know, to the guy he's, yeah. he's kicking his ass. And all of a sudden he's changing. So it didn't make sense to me, man. I get it. I love it. I mean, it's a, it's a cool, you know, if we want to talk about wrestling terms, you know what I'm saying? It's a cool, you know, turn, swerve, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, uh, it just didn't make sense, man. How did you feel about that, man? You know what? Now that you mention it, I mean, I can see that. I can totally see that. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, what I took down is this, and you've mentioned this lesson in one of the previous scenes we talked about about what Chris told him: the enemy of your enemy is your friend. And I guess he got to the point where he's like, you know, all this that I've done for Chris. And he doesn't see it. And so Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang are, are their enemy, are his enemy. So then the enemy of your enemy is my friend. So I guess he, at that point, he just made the choice. Forget Cobra Kai, forget Kreese. I'm going with Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do because they're his enemy. But why, bro? That's my thing. Why? What, what was why? the thing? Specifically, uh, the only thing I could think of is maybe he just finally felt bad with what they were doing to, he realized who his true friends, his homeboys were, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how that's, yeah. I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I don't know how he just in the moment turned on the switch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, well, I, well I, I got something for that, bro. I got something for that. But like I said, man, uh, where the hell was red, bro? What the hell is this dude with the dreads, bro? Let's deal with the dreads. Like, <laughs> Where's Red at, baby? But yeah, you're right, bro. Binary Brothers are back. They they both do spinning kicks to take down a Cobra Kai goon. Goon, because we don't know. We don't even know who the hell that is. But like, you're right. Kyler's tearing up Miguel. So take us through that. Yeah, Kyler's tearing He's punching him nonstop. And then Miguel, uh, he's hearing the advice that Johnny gave him from, the, I think, at the very be- episode one of this season about not giving up. And then... It's all going through his head. The dream sequence is also going through his head. And uh, so finally, man, he just, he gets the motivation and the strength and he, you know, starts fighting back against Kyler. And he does this like unusual orthodox wrestling move kind of in a way, like he jumps up in the air and grabs him and then turns him over. And then he uh, hits, he punches him, I think at the end. And he's like, thanks for the motivation. It was weird. It was on, it was unorthodox, but um but yeah, so then Miguel takes out Kyler. 
Then it goes back to Sam and Tori. They're still hey, kind real, of fighting. Real quick but- with that, though. Real quick with that. That just kind of shows you Miguel's a good dude, bro, because I would have stomped on Kyler's ass, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would have been like, you ain't talking You ain't talking all that shit now, bro. Because exactly. Kyler was talking a lot of shit, bro. Like, he I don't, was, bro. Yeah, I don't want to, you know... You know, belabor be, be this. I don't want to belabor this podcast, but he was talking a lot of shit. So, but it just shows you, Miguel, man. He's a he's a different type of kid, which I love, man. You know, he's like, thank you for the motivation. It, it kind of, for me, bro, for me, it kind of you know ties in because, like you said on the last episode, Miguel is the new Daniel. You know, he's the twenty twenty one Daniel, twenty twenty Daniel, and so Daniel, you know, he had a chance to tear up Chosen in part two. And he didn't. He did a little honk bullshit. And and right here, Miguel, he could have tore up Kyler. He could have kept on punching him and making him bleed, and he didn't. All he said was, like, thank you for the motivation. So, again, if we want to look at this in depth, it just shows you how Miguel is like Daniel, man. They're just, they're just good dudes, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, go ahead, man. Go go back with Tori. I just wanted to point that out because that's what I thought. I'm like, come on, Miguel. You should have. Beat that dude's ass, man. So finish him, baby. That's finish use him. his own medicine. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so then, yeah, it goes back to Tori and Sam. And um, this point, uh, they're fighting back and forth. Uh, Sam gets the upper hand. She uh, basically makes Tori lose the nunchucks. And uh, <clears throat> pretty much, uh, I think that's where Hawk and Miguel come in and tell her to stop. The fight is over. And Tori is like, "This is never going to be over." Sam comes back saying, you know, you know where to find me. And then she calls Miguel and, and Hawk traitors, man. And then, of course, Dimitri steps in. Or, and after she calls him traitors, she said she tells Hawk, you better watch your back. Because she knows that Hawk has already joined uh, Miguel. And so Dimitri's like, he's got friends watching it for him. Like, I, I thought that was kind of an irrelevant line. But, hey, anyway. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, really. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Check this out. Some. Dang, I'm glad you said that. So what if, check this out, bro. What if, like, we don't know what's going to happen in season four, but that Hawk turn to me was just out of the blue. But what if, what if, what if Hawk's turn, right? And we're using, you know, wrestling terminology turn. What if I think Hawk, I know where you're going. What if Hawk's turn is all a ploy? It's all a plan, bro. Decoy? It's all a plan, bro. It's all a decoy. And then out of the blue, Hawk. He's gonna cripple Miguel. He's gonna tear up Miguel, and then, bro, we're gonna we're gonna hear, bro. It's gonna be like Jim Ross, bro. Dying. Damn that Hawk! What the hell is this? Hawk face to face with Crease. It was all a plan, bro. Hawk is shaking hands with Satan himself. Damn that son of a bitch! Hawk is a lousy, no good son of a bitch. What if Hawk is just playing them, dude? I I don't know, man. Like that's an since, interesting storyline, man. You know what? That I don't I don't buy I don't I don't buy his turn, dude. I don't buy it, dude. I don't buy it, man. I, I don't. It I seems don't quick. It did. It was seem quick, quick and at, and out of nowhere. You know, I mean. He had several opportunities to do it, and he just chose the fight. So, yeah, I can see it, man. It's 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 what if, it's cause for speculation. What if? Yeah, you know, what <laughs> if exactly? <laughs> All right, brother. So, but yeah, no, that that pretty much stops off this fight scene, man. And you know, I just wrote down kind of what we've already talked about. You know, Sam finally chose to get up, face the fear. Hawk redeems himself, defends his boys, and then Miguel. His dream sequence came to life and meaning, you know, at the beginning of this season, he was having those dream sequences. And then he finally took down the opponent 
when he woke up and now here it is, he took down Kyler, you know, even though he's not at full strength, let's, let's, you know, make sure to add that. But I do have kind of a rhetorical question here, bro. What is enough for Tory, man? Like what, what is enough? You know, what's the end game, I guess is what yeah, I'm saying. That's that is the best question. What is it? Like, uh, I don't, I don't, you know what real shit? I don't even think she knows, bro. I think she's just kind of like, she's just so pissed off with her life that, you know, she's going to try to make somebody else's life miserable, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of those scenes, man. Like, you know, like why didn't they keep fighting? And so finally, finally Sam, you know, stepped up to her, but I'm telling you, bro, I don't know, man, maybe it's just me, you know, not believing in, in Hawk's turn. It just seemed out of the blue, bro, because, just minutes before that, he was talking shit, and all of a sudden he's being cool. So I don't know, man. It just it's just weird to me, man. What do you want to point out? Oh, it's just something I thought of, man. And you know what? Since we've been using WWE references, <laughs> wouldn't it be wouldn't it be crazy if it's similar to when uh, The Rock joined Nation of Domination and then they turned on Farouk? <laughs> Farouk. <laughs> <laughs> something similar to that. I just thought of it right now when we were talking about it. Like you said, a decoy. Uh, let's go back to Encino Oaks, man. And Daniel and Allie walking out, dude. And so, you know, she, she asked him, you know, what are you driving now? He's like an Audi 3 Dodge Caravan. And she doesn't believe him, dude. But. Then we hear how Amanda, bro, she messed up Johnny's game, dude. She messed up Johnny's chance with Allie. You know, because yeah. Allie's like, hey, who is this hot lady I hear you've been seeing? And obviously she was talking to Amanda. And so uh, Johnny didn't know how to act. He didn't know how to answer it. And she's like, what is she like? And Johnny's like, Carmen? Hmm? You know, she's amazing. And what he should have said is like, you know what? Look, look, let's not talk about that. This is what I would have said, bro. And obviously, check this out, man, because <laughs> I had somebody, I had somebody tell me this, like, look, you know, Johnny's not like you, and I, and I get that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say Johnny's like me. You know, we're different individuals, but I'm just saying what I would have say. But uh, right in Johnny's know, place, in Johnny's <laughs> place. But yeah, you're right. Johnny's like not like me, and so. But this is what I said. Look, we're not talking about Carmen. We're talking about you right now, baby. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about us. Let's talk about, you know, what this kiss, you know, this kiss that we you were about to we were about to, you know, have, you know, let's talk about where that. were we? <laughs> exactly. And so he doesn't do that, man. But uh, Ali, dude. And so when Johnny's kind of, you know, he's kind of hesitating. He really is, man. And Ali, I guess at that point, she could see she could see something in Johnny's eyes that, hey he really likes this girl Carmen, you know? And so I, I guess that's cool, man. And he didn't, but here's the thing, dude, he didn't say yes or no. He said, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. So come on, Allie, you know, he's, he didn't try, he didn't say, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm down for her. But anyways, man, you know, Allie was cool enough to, you know, to just say, Hey, you know, well, Hey, if Carmen's cool enough to make Johnny Lawrence speechless, you bet you better figure it out pretty quick. So that's cool, man. Allie's not being jealous. He's like, look, hey, if that's how you not feel about Daniel. it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's badass. She's not being Daniel. And so Johnny's like, he still doesn't know how to act, you know. And he's like, I don't know, you know, I always screw the I always screw things up. And that's just kinda it kind of goes with it, man, right? You know, you you kind of base, you know, your actions on on the past, man. Like, you know, I've never been good at relationships, I've never been good you know, with, with this, I've never been good at that. And so you base your actions in the presence in the present, excuse me, on past behavior. And so that's what Johnny's doing. 
But Allie's like, hey, you didn't screw up today. And I love Allie for this, man. You didn't screw up today. Today was great. You really like her. I just, I don't know. Still trying to figure it out. Well, if she's cool enough to make Johnny Lawrence speechless, you better figure it out quick. I know. It's like I told you, I always screw these things up. Well, you didn't screw up today. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel like a kid again. We got our own little time machine. Sometimes it's good to visit the past, to know where you are now. But you can't live in the past. No. We have to live for today. And the future, whatever that might bring. Well, I know you're going to be happy. I know you'll be happy, too. I have faith in you. We start hearing, you know, Journey, dude. We start hearing that music from Journey, you know, Open Arms. Open baby. Arms. <laughs> <laughs> and so Allie, again, with the wisdom, like you said, bro, she really she really kills it in this scene. She She's does. Like, Sometimes it's good to visit the past to know where you are now. Uh, but you can't <laughs> ah, live in the so past. That's so true. It is. It is. We're going to talk about that. But you can't live in the past. And I get that. And so she says, we have to live for today and for in the future whatever that might bring. And I get that, dude. I'm not even disputing that. That's beautiful. It's beautiful wisdom by Allie Mills. But what if, what if, and this is what I was thinking. What if, what if Allie, what if you're my future? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. What if, what, what if, what if, what if tonight, you know what I'm saying? If I was Johnny, you know, I get that. I get it. You know, I'm not trying to live in the past. I'm not trying to live in 1984. I'm not trying to live in my senior year of high school. I'm trying to live in right now what we experience. So what if Allie, you know, this is what I've said. What if, Allie, tonight is all we've got? You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like this movie, dude, that a lot of people don't know about. There's this movie called Roxanne by Steve Martin. I love it, dude. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, it's I've badass. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, you know, he says this, dude. He's like, I'm, I almost never let this moment happen. Now I feel sorry for people for whom it never comes. There will never be another <sighs> tonight. Check this out. There will never be another tonight. Why should we sip from a teacup? we can drink from the river that's what i'm saying bro like tonight may never come again dude like come on ali i get it like i'm not trying to live in the past i'm just trying to make the best of right now dude so uh i don't know dude i don't know it was it was you know it's one of my knocks man like why did johnny have to choose so quick you know because we're gonna get to his choice obviously it was carmen um but uh here's my question to you bro because you asked me on the last episode who I would have chosen, but who would you choose and why? Who would you have chosen, man? You know, Carmen or Allie? I would have chosen Allie too, man. It's one of those scenarios where it's kind of like Dylan and Kelly from 90210. Oh, it was meant to be. And like, we've talked so much about Allie, how she's a guy's girl and look at all the wisdom she's been dropping and just how he makes him feel. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, Carmen brings out like motivates Johnny brings out you know the best in him but feeling how Johnny feels when he's around her it's unexplainable man you just you see it in the eyes and, and I don't have the words to describe it man but uh but it's just it's just the feeling of how you feel around a certain person that that person the smallest effort just makes you larger than life if that makes sense yeah 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 it does, so man. it's just, yeah, there's just too much history that, you know, I couldn't have ignored. So, yeah, there's there's a lot that they've experienced together, man. And I think that's, yeah, the thing. that's a better way to put it. Yeah, a lot that yeah. they've experienced together. And we're going to get to that, bro. So, you know, then we see that they're both 
you know, they both say that they know they're going to be happy for each other. And Allie has faith in Johnny. And this is kind of the the opening for season four. And we're not going to talk about season four theories. We'll do another podcast for that. But uh, she said, hey, I'm always going to be here for you. You can always reach out to me. And so Johnny hugs her. They both hug. And he's like, I needed this. But why did, okay, here's my question. I do want to talk about this. Why do you think Johnny needed that? You know, just that, that embrace that kind of like, all right, look. You know, it's basically Ali saying, hey, go get Carmen. You know, why do you think he needed that? I want to say maybe it's something similar to what you said in regards to Daniel. Maybe Johnny just needed that closure, needed that um, assurance or support that it's okay to move forward. That it gets okay if you really want to be with Carmen, kind of like that. Like a validation, maybe? Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. Okay, I get that. And it's kind of like, um, you know, I've heard people, you know, obviously, man, we're, we're you know, we can say this, we've, we've read theories and people's opinions, and it's kind of like the closure that they needed. And it's like, yeah, like, but I, I like what you said. It's kind of like, okay, like, here's your permission, go out and get somebody else. And so, um, but maybe for me, like, I think Johnny needed to know that, he needed that release from her, man. You know what I'm saying? He needed that release to be like, okay, I, I can love again. I can connect with somebody again. Let's kind of, let's let's tie it into what I said in the last episode, man. Like maybe he didn't think that he could, you know, when 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 she asked that dreaded question, maybe he didn't think that he could, you know, open up again. And at this point, Alice saying, no, you can. You know, look, we had a great time together, so go go and open up with this woman. So, um. I guess Johnny needed that release. Like, okay, I'm done with Allie. You know, um, it is what it is. We share what we share. And, you know, she's special, but there's this woman here. So it's kind of, let me just say this, bro. You can't receive what's there for you if you keep holding on to the past. I don't know if that makes sense. In my head, it makes sense. It's like you got something in your hands, but you can't receive another thing if you keep holding on to the things from the past. You got to let go of those things. And so that's how I put it. Like at that point, Johnny didn't have, Johnny had to let go of those things in order to receive the new things. And so I think that's how it ties in with the song, Open Arms. Like, all right, let go of that shit. You know, let go of Allie. Like you and Allie, it happened. You know, and obviously, you know, you both have decided, well, Allie decided that, you know, like it's not going to, not not going to work, but hey, go, go get your future. And so go get Carmen. And so that's, that's how I took it. Like, that's why Johnny needed it, man. So um, I don't know though, man, can, let's just talk about this, bro. Cause this is big for me. Like what the hell? Like, seriously, like, you know, why, why, <laughs> why are you just cutting Allie out like that, dude? Like, come on, man. It's gotta, you know, don't cut her off so quick. I don't know, man. That's, that's just a personal thing, man. But what do you got to say about that before we continue? <laughs> well, I just, you know, as much as I was, you know, disappointed that they didn't end up together, I took it as goodbye for now. Like, you know, goodbye for now. And they left it open to come back. Yeah. Maybe in season four. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, just me. that's just what I took down. I, I also put down friend zone, like with like a <laughs> question mark, like, like, God, he got friend zone. Cause you know, she's like, I'll be there for you anytime you need me. So I was like, ah, 
the dreaded friend zone. But anyway, sorry. No, but you know, no, you're right though. It it did leave the opening. Like, what if what if he wants to reach out to her? I I don't know. I I think he just closed it off too quick, man. Um, Mm -hmm. Nah, dude. Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, we're having a great time. Like, he's just gonna cut it off like that. But here's here's the blemish, man. Like, what if Allie was tripping because he was driving a Dodge Caravan? She's not as she's not as dope. She's not as dope as I thought she was, bro. What if she's tripping because his ass is driving a Dodge Caravan, dude? Yeah. <laughs> now I, I think he he ended it too quick, man. It's kind of like you gotta leave your you gotta leave your options open, man. And it's not to be a player. It's not to any of that. It's just kind of like, man, like. Shit, let's see where this. Let's just see where this is gonna go, you know. Because here's the thing, bro. On the next scene, he's like, "I love you, I love you." Like already, dude. Like you already love Carmen, and that's what I wrote down. You already (laughs) love her, bro. (laughs) I mean, he he didn't even try. I guess you could say. I mean, how how do you know it's truly over? You know, I guess is another question that Johnny could have asked himself but i mean yeah now that you're looking at it from that point of view and that perspective i mean yeah for her being the one because he's also mentioned that johnny has also mentioned how much Allie is the one just kind of let go too quickly i i yeah but i mean hey <laughs> again we could spend another 30 minutes. exactly but he was like i love you like what the hell do you love about him bro already yeah. come on man i mean i don't know dude but anyways johnny he goes figured to, it out bro yeah he figured it out he's walking and open arms is playing and all this shit and he goes to see carmen but he sees miguel beaten and bloodied up and so then we go into the next scene go ahead and take us to that this is back at the vietnam camp and again, it's a scenario kind of like at the beginning of this episode. The captors come into the cage or to the prison. They select Captain Turner. And they, the other one that they were going to select is Twig or Silver. And, and he's all panicking. He's like, no, 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 no. And uh, so Kreese takes the spot, man, again, showing that leadership, bro. He knows that Twig isn't going to last out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so he steps in, takes his place. And... Uh, Turner's like laughing, bro. He's like, sorry, I had to end this way for you, but I still have something to live for. And Chris is like, yeah, me too, you know? And then here, ancient Captain Turner, bro, tells him the story about Betsy's death, about how she crashed her car on the way to see her grandmother. And he's just laughing, bro. Like, he doesn't even care. <laughs> yeah. And then Chris, of course, this, this news hits Chris like, you know, he's shocked. And, um, and he's like, I didn't want to tell you before because I didn't want to want you to lose your focus. But um, but you know, look how it, it it'll be over soon. And then so they basically take him to the pit. And this time you reveal what's in the pit, and it's filled with a whole bunch of snakes and cobras. Whereas before, here's the thing: Turner used the truth about Betsy to to gain an advantage, to mess with uh, Crease's head, so he wouldn't be at full mental capacity. Ancient Captain Turner, bro. (laughs) Trying to use that as a weakness to get Crease, man. (laughs) Throw him off his game. But uh, it was just a quick scene, man. And then it goes to another. Yeah, I mean, it's a a lot of of quick scenes here, man. It's basically as we're we're wrapping up the episode, man. So, um, exactly. But real quick, I want to point this out, dude. So, Kai, dude, because I was like, all right, you know, because the creator said that these flashbacks with Crease in Vietnam tells us the origin of cobra kai so kai means sea ocean so cobra kai means a sea of cobras 
And that's oh, what that's okay. what Kreese found out, right? You yeah. Know, that's what Kreese found out that, you know, hey, because remember Silver was like, what's there? What's there? You know, it's, what's, what, what did you see? And, and, you know, to that guy in, in, in the war as well. And he's like, oh, man, there's a bunch of cobras or whatever. And so that was the sea of cobras. So that's how we get to me, bro. That's how we get Cobra Kai, you know, because Kai means sea or ocean. So a sea of cobras. But um, uh, we see Johnny going to Cobra Kai, man. He kicks, you know, open the door and sees Robbie training with Kreese. And <laughs> Kreese is just, you know, three generations of Cobra Kai working together, man. And so just talking shit, bro. He's like, hey, we'll melt this whole the snowflake. Arrogance, yeah, <laughs> we'll melt this whole snowflake generation. You know what I'm saying? And uh, but yeah, dude. You know what I didn't really get, man, is how how the hell is Robbie all hyped up, you know, with Crease? He's like, listen to him, Dad. You know, he knows what's best for you. Like, really, bro? How the how the hell do you know that already? So we see Johnny and Crease start fighting, bro. And as we see Johnny and Crease start fighting, because basically Johnny's pissed, right? Don't mess with Miguel. He had told Crease that in the previous episodes. And that's what happened. Miguel's tore up. And so here's where Johnny, you know, takes on that, that, that mantle of being, you know, Miguel's, you know, quote unquote father, man. And so he's like, yo, I'm going to protect this kid. And so he goes out to crease. And so they start fighting. And as he starts fighting, we see also Turner and young crease fighting, man. And so, uh, it's just the sequence of them fighting, dude. And within that, we see Johnny grabbing the side, the weapon, and Robbie's like, don't do it, dad. Don't do it. You know, and Johnny's tearing up crease, man. But Robbie, again, he's messing that up. You know, he's like telling him not to do that. And so, and then he's like, Robbie, he's like, hey, I used to blame myself, but I can't be my worst enemy. You're going to be my worst enemy. And so Johnny and Robbie start fighting, man. And he starts swinging at his dad. And Johnny doesn't want to fight him, dude, you know. But then Robbie gets thrown into the locker head first, into the edge of the locker. And he's like, you know, down, dude. And I'm not gonna lie, bro. The first time I saw that, I'm like, damn, dude, is 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 Robbie like done? Is he dead? Like real, real, yeah. real shit. I, that's what I thought. So, what did you think about that when you first saw it? When I first saw it, actually, at the very beginning of this scene, man, I I, I just I thought something bad was gonna happen, bro. I, I didn't know exactly what, and I just thought something was gonna happen. But yeah, when I saw Robbie throw throw or Johnny throw Robbie into the lockers and he was down i was like oh shit i hope it's not robbie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that's that's what i told myself but yeah yeah it was a good scene good dramatic scene man it was you know, it was very good dramatic scene and i'll let you keep going i'll, I'll share my thoughts at the end <laughs> no, no no you're good there dude i mean i mean it basically we're, we're we're nearing the end dude i mean we're nearing the end um you know like i said you know then it cuts to young crease fighting and and it's like him and Turner are fighting, you know, Captain Turner. He's like, kill or be killed. You know what I'm saying? But uh, check this out. I, I think, I think, let's just, just tie this into the whole point. Cause I'm going to ask you a question here. You know, why Crease is the way he is. And we talked about it in Nature versus Nurture in episode two. And so we see this, it's like, kill or be killed, right? But you still have your humanity. But at this point, young Crease, he, sh- he shed his humanity. And this is where he freaking like, you know, didn't have mercy on Captain Turner. And Captain Turner's like, Crease, pull me up, pull me up. And he's like, no, I'm not, you know, screw, screw your rank. You know what I'm saying? Screw you. You know, not only that, he kept the, he kept the story about Betsy, which is pretty bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, young Crease says no mercy, but I think this is where he, he shed his, his humanity. He's like, yo, I'm going to adopt this Cobra Kai, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm amongst a sea of Cobras 
and this is who I'm going to be. You know what I'm saying? And so I think this is what, this is what has hardened Crease. And it's what I'm getting at, man. And so uh, we see that dude and how, to, how that ties into present time. You know, what we're seeing with, with Johnny and Robbie going at it is that Crease, he really, I really thought like, damn, I hope he doesn't freaking hurt Johnny, dude. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Like, don't hurt Johnny. Like, I was like, nah, hell no. I remember, dude. Now, on the second go around, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not going to happen. But on the first go, I'm like, nah, don't don't freaking hurt Johnny. Because I really thought, man, this this crease, if he killed Turner, his captain, he's going to freaking hurt Johnny real bad, dude. And he doesn't, dude. Because all of a sudden, Daniel comes in. You sent him to my house. You came after my daughter. You wanted her to fight, you son of a bitch. Now you got one. Bro, I told you. This was inevitable. That was just pretty badass, you know, for the first time we see Daniel versus Crease, you know, and if we want to go back with some more wrestling terminology, bro, Crease is Ric Flair and Daniel's Bret Hart, bro. You know what I'm saying? Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, dude, but if they're just fighting and Crease is like, hey, you can't keep up this defense only shit forever. And uh, Daniel's like, okay, oh, good, because I can. And this is where it ties in. It's all good, man. We're seeing the whole, how everything comes full circle, right? The whole season. Right? Come, yeah, the yeah, whole season come. comes full circle. And so Daniel uses what Chosen taught him, you know, the pressure point techniques, and he tears up Crease. And then right before, right before, he's going to, you know, tear up Crease. And Johnny even gives him the kind of the nod, like, yeah, tear his ass up. We see Sam and Miguel show up. And I'm like, man, this, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, throw crease through that freaking window dude and he didn't dude <laughs> i'm sorry bro like i even told you that from the get-go like come on dude like all of all of a sudden you're gonna stop dude and so they talk about hey let's just handle this the old-fashioned way a tournament if i lose if i lose i go if you lose and johnny's like we won't lose and so basically basically let me just sum it up real quick daniel was about to tear up crease the kids show up. He doesn't tear up Crease, and Crease is like, "All right, let's let's settle this in the tournament." And so that's what they agreed to, right? You know, hey, Cobra Kai against Eagle Fang and Miyagi Do, and if if Cobra Kai loses, then Crease is gone forever. And that's where we're at. So, what do you want to add to that, man? A lot of stuff there. A lot of a stuff lot there. of stuff. Yeah, this this scene was it had my adrenaline going, man. It did. It you really know? did. Yeah, it, and um. I agree with what you said. I also took down that we see how Crease came to be. You know what I mean? We saw how he came to be. He takes out his mentor using the lessons that his mentor taught him. You know, because at that time, remember, it was every man for himself. They were enemies on that platform. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's kill or be killed. So, you know, Crease told, uh, young Crease told him, he's like, I didn't follow your lessons before. So he's not going to follow him now. And then, of course, he kills him and takes him out. And then with Robbie, bro, I just go back to what Tori told him about channeling the hate. That's exactly what he did. He's channeling his hate onto Johnny and Daniel. Because at that very last scene, you know, when they make that agreement to settle it at the tournament, um, everybody there has wronged Robbie in a way, you know, whether, and so, cause you saw Robbie basically join the dark side at that point, man, 
he tells them to leave to get out of here and then pinch a crease bro the arrogance (laughs) come on son come on son (laughs) that didn't make sense though bro that didn't make sense bro yeah go ahead (laughs) you know why um, didn't it make sense because that's your son bro like you still have you still legally you still have like you still have rights like yo get your ass over here i'm gonna beat your ass you're gonna come with me dude not that i beat kids all right hey listeners out there i don't beat kids i'm just saying like legally you have rights that's your kid dude what the hell get your son johnny that is one of the questions i had yeah is why were johnny and daniel so okay in letting robbie leave like thank you i'm I'm just like i I know, like, like one of the listeners told you, you're not Johnny. I know I'm not Johnny or I'm not Daniel, but we're parents, you know? Like, nah, bro. <laughs> Look how I turned out by following this hey, guy. Johnny, I mean, Robbie, you're coming with me, bro. Come on, get your ass in the car. Exactly, man. <laughs> I always call. Hey, our our mom would have been like, "Get your ass in the car." whatever was available, man. Ain't no choice. My mom would be like, "Miércoles, métete en el carro." My mom used to call me Miércoles, bro, and I was like, "What the hell? Why, why she calling me Wednesday? Exactly, bro." But Miércoles in Peru is like, "Get your ass in here, you son of a bitch." Ah, okay. <laughs> Miércoles. And but one thing also, bro. One thing I don't know if you noticed this. Chris said, if you win, I go. Yeah. He said, if if you lose, and then Johnny cut him off. We won't lose. Yeah, he cut him off and saying we won't lose. Yeah. But what do you think Chris wants? Well, what do you think Chris's ultimatum would have been? If, Damn. Let's just say in a hypothetical, in a hypothetical, Cobra Kai wins. That's dope. So what are what do they have to what what do they have to give up? You know what I'm saying? That's we don't know. I mean, we could speculate all we want, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Dope, but we don't I really didn't think about that. Hmm. We didn't, I just, it's something I caught. No, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I caught that as well, but I didn't think like, I didn't think, I didn't think as deep as you, you're thinking like, what the hell does, what, what the hell would Chris want? Because, I mean, because it's, it's one of those stories, man, right? Like good has to overcome evil. And we know that right. Cobra Kai, Chris's Cobra Kai is evil. Because still, bro, like, and we'll talk about this not in another episode. Like, I still hope that at some point Johnny would go and take back Cobra Kai, man. But I don't know, man. But we'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I like I said, I think that good will overcome evil. And evil right now is Kreese's Cobra Kai. Yeah. But uh, like I said, a great scene, man. Adrenaline rush had me. It going, was, bro. it was, it really I, was. I had me at the edge of my seat, bro. I really thought something bad was gonna happen. Yeah, like, I, I one thought of the something characters... bad was gonna happen to Johnny, bro. And I was like, hell no, man. I was like, I was like, screw that, bro. I don't want nothing to happen to Johnny. <laughs> on the first go around, on the second go around, we already know, right? But on the yeah. first go around, I, I, I was, I was remembering. I was like, nah, man, not Johnny, dude. Like, hell no, that'll be whack, dude. And so, luckily, that didn't happen, man. All right, brother. So. Take us to uh, just finish it off for us, bro, because it's basically finishing it off for us. Yeah. So it's basically two quick scenes. Um, you see, after Robbie, after that encounter outside Cobra Kai, Robbie increased. Come on, son. <laughs> Come on, son. Yeah. They open the door and head back in, um, which again, they, I still think it was too easy for them to let him go, but that's another story. Yeah. No, it was, bro. And then it flashes back to Vietnam. 
young crease opens up the cage and frees his fellow soldiers. And then Twig just makes this big scene, how he owes him and how he's never going to forget it. And anything you ever need. You hear me, Johnny? You You hear me, Johnny? (laughs) Your whole life. (laughs) And Johnny's just looking at him like, okay, (laughs) you know, and, and then it flashed and then it comes back to present time and you see crease at Cobra Kai and he's looking at the photo of him, Twig and one of his other war buddies that we thought was originally silver. And then he makes a phone call and all he, all you hear him say is, Hey, long time. We, we all know all signs point to it being Terry silver, you know? And the reason I think he called him is because he knows he's going to need help because now he's got to face Daniel and Johnny. And all he has is boy, Robbie and Tori. Now that Hawk has, I don't really see Kyler being a big time player. <laughs> That's just my opinion. But anyways, um, but yeah, he just needs help. So fairly certain we're going to get silver in uh, season four. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how, how, how capacity, but then after that, the final scene, again, very well, very well written. You know, you hear Phil Collins in the air playing in the background, and it's Daniel. It's a Phil Collins cover. It's not Phil Collins, actually. It's Phil Collins cover. Oh, it's a cover. Oh, okay. It's a cover. It's not and, Phil Collins, not at all. Oh, okay. And so it's playing in the background. You see Daniel arriving at Miyagi-Do, and you see his students all in formation. And then you see Hawk and Miguel and the Eagle Fang students arrive. And they go side by side. They're all joyful, happy. I think uh, Dimitri and Hog hugging you know, each other is dope. Uh, hugging each other, it is. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I love no that. dialogue, no dialogue, just human just the emotions. Song. Just man. the song. Yeah. yeah, yep. Only playing, and then right at the drum solo, you see Johnny coming in, man. So he has joined forces with Daniel and Miyagi Do, and um, they acknowledge each other. And, uh, you know, the, Johnny and Daniel bow to their students. They bow back and then they look at each other and bow at each other. And the last two lines are Daniel says, you ready? And Johnny says, let's begin. And God, again, the adrenaline is still running, bro, because the song is playing. And I just never thought in my wildest dream lives I would ever see Johnny and Daniel team up. Perfect. And it's just right there when it ended. I was like, I want season four now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's how it was too, bro. That's how it was too, dude. It was uh, even watching it again, bro. I got goosebumps, man. That I was, still get them. Yeah, bro. it was badass, dude. Like that Phil Collins cover in in the in the air tonight. It was badass, and just it was super cool seeing the kids hug each other and be cool with each other. Man, I love that dude, Nate and Bert. Mitch and Chris, Dimitri and Aga was dope, dude. The Alliance, bro. Yeah, the Alliance. And more, more than anything, the Alliance, the Alliance we thought would never happen, dude. Johnny and Daniel, that was just was badass, dude. And I love, you know, just the shot. It was a, it was a shot from the outside. You know, the students bound to both their senses, Johnny and Daniel. And like you said, bro, Johnny and Daniel. Oh, man, I love it, dude. So we're not going to do theories on season four, bro. We'll do that for uh, we'll do that on another episode. But that's the end, dude. It it ended. So what are your thoughts on the final episode, man? I mean, I I love the fight scene. I loved I mean, I I, I loved it, bro. I thought it was great. I mean, now that you point out these certain things, (laughs) I mean, yeah, it gets me thinking. But uh, 
but no, I still loved it, man. I thought it was great. And like I said, it, it just got me hyped and ready to see season four. Like I, it's like a drug, bro. I want to see it now. Yeah. But they're filming it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. hopefully we get it in December. Hopefully thoughts on the final episode. you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give that when we give the, the awards, you know, like our categories, but, um, Let's go ahead and get into our categories, man. What's your run it back scene, man? Uh, I, I know. Which, I think I know which one you're going to go with. I don't know, bro. Think so? You don't know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have two, bro. I have two. And I, uh, I, I love them both. I'm going to go with the final scene just because ah! it just let me. Me too, dude. It's it. Who are you? It has to be the final scene. Bro, <laughs> yeah, that, final, that scene. final scene is freaking badass, dude. That final yeah. scene is dope, dude. I Hell thought you yeah. were going to go with the Johnny and Allie goodbye scene. No, man. no. That's what I, no. I hate that scene, dude. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, the final, final scene. scene is dope. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. That final scene is... Dude, that is that is badass scene, dude. That's one of those like, damn, this is, this is dope, dude. This is dope. All right, man. What about your best line, best dialogue scene? Oh, Allie. Sometimes it's good to visit the past to know where we are now, but you can't live in the past. Live for today and the future. I love that, man. Damn, bro. I said the same thing. We're two for two, baby. Yeah. We're two for two. Yeah, that was dope. I wrote that too, man. Perfect. All right, man. CK3, who are you going with? Ah. Allie for sure. Yeah, hell yeah. She, she shined. I'm gonna go with Young Crease. I'm gonna give him some props, man. In this one, uh, God, the third one is hard, man. There's so many. I think I'm gonna go with Johnny, bro. Okay. Johnny finished it up with the star, bro. Yeah. Okay, Johnny. Johnny. Young Crease. Why? Why Young Crease, bro? I just, you know what? I just loved his backstory, and you know. He said, I saw the way he became to be, I guess. Yeah. The scene revealed how he became Crease. And, you know, he at the beginning, he just took that leadership role, man, trying to, and he stood up for Twig, you know? So I was I was just impressed by him, man. Yeah, I, li- I like Young Crease. Like I told you, I gave Young Crease, you know, props in one of the previous episodes. So I like it, man. So my three are Johnny, Daniel, and Allie, man. I mean, Allie, I guess, you know, she... She served this pur- her purpose, you know, bringing, you know, just making peace between Johnny and Daniel. And then just da- Johnny and Daniel just, um, yeah, dude, just teaming up together. Who would have ever thought that, bro? Who would have ever thought Never. that? Never. Never would have thought it. So uh, yeah. that was pretty dope, dude. And, and even Daniel coming back and, you know, fighting Crease. Again, I wish, you know, he would have done more, but it is what it is, bro. All right, brother. All Valley trophies. How much are you giving this season finale, man? I'm going to go for a Chicago Bulls three-peat, man, and give it a five, bro. This was another five for me, man, just because it just left me wanting more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just left me wanting more. <laughs> and, the, and I thought the fights were very well choreographed. There's a lot of fighting. You know yeah. what I mean? You going with a five? Okay. Yeah, I, go five. That's, that's good. That's good. Okay, I, I get it. I'm not going with the five, though, man. Um, I wish Daniel would have freaking... Throwing Crease's ass through that window, bro. Like, come on, man. This dude, this dude messed up your house, and you're just gonna like, oh, we're just gonna settle at the tournament. Yo, screw that, bro. Like, nah, throw that cat through the freaking window, bro. So, 
Uh, finish him. Yeah, finish him, dude. I'm going with a 4.75. It was good, man. Because of the ending. I'll, I'll tell you what, if the ending wouldn't have been as good as it was, I don't think I would have gone with a 4.75. I think I would have gone with a 4.25 or a 4. But because yeah. the ending was so strong, the ending was dope. I love that ending, man. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, dude, I, I could watch that ending again right now, dude, before, you know, as soon as we get off this. And still get goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, as still. soon as we get off this, you know, this Zoom call, bro, I could watch that ending again. But um, I'm not. So it's not a five for me. Um, so, yeah, 4.75. So here's my quick question, man. And, again, we, we've covered a lot, bro. But uh, season two or season three ending, which one you got? Which one's your favorite? Oh, season three, man. I season just, three? Yeah, it is season three. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, initially, like I said, initially I thought season two was better. Mainly, you know, but I, I guess because we've, like, maybe recency bias. But, you know, after I watched it, examined it, and studied it, I just, oh, there's a lot of good stuff, you know? No, just the ending, of, though. You're, you're going, oh, just you're, the ending. Yeah, oh, the ending. ending. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, bro. not the whole season. Not the whole season. Oh. Okay, my bad, bro. I misheard you. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad. That was my bad. Oh, okay, wow. That's, that, that, is, that is a very hard question right there, man. Oh, God. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> if I had to pick and bet on the amount of money that mattered to me. Ah! <laughs> I'm gonna say just the alley season two. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. that season ending. two. Yeah, it, yeah I'm gonna it say is. that. It, it is better, dude. It is better. Like the whole, the whole, the whole last episode was better, man. Like I'm yeah. telling you, this one was kind of like, eh. and even the, even the fight, bro. They hyped it up. Like I remember the creator saying, "Oh, this fight is just as good as season two. It wasn't. It really wasn't to me. <laughs> to me, at least, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a lot of dudes we weren't invested in, but um, it was just crazy, man, how they were in the house. Yeah, it's in the house, but it's like it's it's cats we weren't invested in, man. If it was dude dudes we were invested in, it'd be a different story. But I'm like, all right, who's that guy fighting? Like, come on, put Red in there, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, I guess yeah, I see it because how does he fit the story? You know, are we even gonna see him again? <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you, bro. But um, anyways, no, great show. I'm not knocking it. Great show, and that's the end of season three, man. And we've we've gone to it, man. And uh we'll get together again next week and do some awards, man. All right, we'll do some Sounds awards with good. that man and we'll do our thoughts and we'll do some theories, man. But um, yeah, here we are, man. So thank you all for joining us, man, on another episode of Cobra Kai Never Dies podcast and just we finished recapping all of season three. Jose, what, what do you want to say to the listeners, man? Man, again, just much appreciation for, for them listening, taking the time. And uh, it's been great, man. Uh, great, you know, looking at these scenes that are close with a closer lens, you know what I'm saying? Trying to pick the writer's brain, see what they were doing. So, it's just been great. We love it. It's on the Mount Rushmore. And like I said, you know, continue on. See what, what we can come up with next. For <laughs> you sure. know what I'm saying? For sure. Well, like I said, hey, we're going to continue. You know, uh, again, I know we're done with the with the episodes. I know we've covered everything from season one to season three. But but we're going to cover the Karate Kid movies. So we'll, we'll talk about Karate Kid part one, part two, part three, and maybe part four, which I've never seen. But we'll also cover some <laughs> uh, martial arts movies that that we believe tie into, you know, just the Karate Kid, Cobra Kai franchise. And uh, 
we'll also do some theories and stuff. So just continue, you know, listening to us. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to hit that subscribe button and make sure to rate us. If you're enjoying this show, go ahead and rate us, man. Put us five stars and leave a rating. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to hit that follow button. So, Jose, that's it, baby. But we'll be back. And not only that, hold on. Should we tell them or should we just make it a surprise? We got a special interview coming in two weeks. Should we tell them or should we just make it a surprise? Let's make it a surprise. We'll make it a surprise. So in in a couple weeks, we have an interview that we're going to release. So, hey, just tune into that. So, again, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and on Instagram at Cobra Kai Pod Show. Again, that's at Cobra Kai Pod Show. And Jose, we're going to continue doing this, baby. All right, man. Enjoyed it. Cobra Kai never what? Dies. Never dies. All right, brother. Mm-hmm.